Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Friday, Saturday, April 14th and 15th, Northern Unfest, Mind Force, Gridiron, The Flex, Blood Sermon, Revulsion, and more bands to be announced. Limited tickets available at northernunrest.com. Also, tickets-scotland.com. Grab yours before it's too late. Also, December 30th, Not One Truth, Beskar, Riddle of Steel, Six Track, CD Split. Do yourself a favor. Don't sleep on those bands. They're both awesome. Statement of Pride just put out a new record on Youngblood titled Out of the Ashes. One of my favorite bands. One of my favorite records of the year. So do yourself a favor. Get in tune. Statement of Pride is fucking awesome. Next weekend, FYA Fest 9. Get there safe, have fun, live in the moment, and then get home safe. It's going to be an awesome time. Las Vegas Hardcore, Imprison, Down Like a Dog Demo, new band on From Within Records, and I'm so stoked on the West Coast getting some love. So shout out to the LVHC. I love Imprison. I love the Las Vegas Hardcore scene. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, Please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit my friends up over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. They do amazing stuff. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. I just announced the first show that I booked for 2023, uh, which I'm very excited for. Uh, Sun Title and House and Home are on tour, and they're coming through Orange County, and I couldn't be more excited. So please, if you're available Thursday, January 19th at program, it's going to be Sun Title, House and Home, Spirit Dive, Stateside, and Pop Free. All bands I'm so excited to see. I'm kind of upset that I have to be responsible for the show because I love this bill from top to bottom. All amazing bands. So please come out, support some of the newer bands, support the touring bands. And thank you, Josh White. Thank you, Program, for allowing me to do this. It's going to be a good time. So once again, Thursday, January 19th at Program. Come out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Before we get into today's guest, I'm battling this damn cough and it's not going to win. But before we get into today's guest, uh, we just got a couple more podcasts left for the year and it's been a wild one. It's been fun. I, I love, I, I still love doing this. It's awesome. And I appreciate all of you more than you know. We'll get into all the sentimental stuff next episode. But for today's episode, we had to track down our good friend, Nick Bertles. You might know him. He designed the flyer for the Sun Title Show program. He's designed stuff for me in the past. We're working on some stuff in the future that I'll get into when I'm able to. He also drums in Pummel. Pummel's still a thing. Pummel season's, uh, season is not over yet. We still have a little bit of time. Drums for Ankle Biter, if you're not familiar. Uh, they put out one of the coolest demos this year. It might be my favorite demo this year, to be honest. Uh, great from front to back check them out if you have not had a chance but it was such a pleasure for me to be able to have nick back on uh, just being able to 
grow our friendship uh, over this past year has been awesome. I love Nick. I support everything that he does. So I appreciate him coming back on the podcast and talking about everything. So if you're not familiar with Pummel, Ankle Biter, hit pause, do yourself a favor, get in tune to come back and listen to Nick and I break it all down. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Nick Bertles to the show. the podcast nick bertles how's it going yo how's it going jamie i'm great thank you for having me back it's a pleasure yeah no it's uh, always a pleasure to be able to talk to you so thank you for being down to do the podcast today i just wanted to have you back on obviously behind the scenes you and i uh, doing a lot of stuff you always help me out whenever i need a flyer or uh, so a t-shirt design which uh, will be revealed sometime in the future um, yeah, uh, but I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked to be able to rely on you and uh, have you as a friend, and you being down to support me in the things that I'm trying to do. Of course, yeah, I'm grateful that you've thrown some opportunities my way that have worked out for both of us. And I don't know, it's been it's been cool to get to know you a little more, and I don't know, sort of explore um, what you're doing on the back end of the podcast a little bit um, with band shirts, booking more shows, etc. Oh man, booking shows is an ever-growing stress. I yeah, uh, it, it's fun when things work out, but obviously there's always like unforeseen issues that happen, or just trying to coordinate with not just one but multiple band schedules. It, it can get pretty pretty rough. Yeah, I never hit you up about it, but there was a show recently. I don't know if you can talk about it, but there was a show that I did a flyer for that didn't happen. I don't think. Oh, uh, we probably shouldn't talk about that publicly because right. there's <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of things in, in a lot of different directions. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, that scratch that <laughs> scratch that. And uh, thank you for that flyer. I yeah. I, I showed uh, the people involved the flyer, but I never sent it out because I was like, there's no way I'm going to risk the flyer getting posted and then me have to answer a bunch of questions. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, we'll save that for for, for later. But um, one day we, we, we can talk about it. But that's just yeah. something that I don't feel comfortable sharing right now. For sure. But uh just wanted to ask you about Ultimatum. You yeah. Guys, you guys just announced a, a show, your third show ever. Yeah, Um, which will that's our third show we've ever announced. But we'll be announcing more shows that are happening before that show, which mm. is cool. Um, but yeah, Ultimatum finally exists in the public now. Um, and I'm happy to say that that demo is out and, you know, we're going to try to actively be a band at this point. Last time I checked that demo wasn't, uh, on streaming. Cause I, I swear I tried looking for it on Spotify. It should be. I can send it to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need that link. Cause I want to, uh, I, I'm doing like a year end playlist, uh, coming yeah. soon, uh, for anyone who's listening, who's not familiar with the Hardcore Caviar podcast, go support that. But I, I wanted to add you guys to the list. So, yeah, send me that link Thank so you. I can get you guys on there. Yeah, for sure. 
um yeah like i said i'm just i'm happy it's it's out there finally yeah because I, I remember you telling me about the band and uh it just kind of being up in the air whether it was ever going to actually be a thing because obviously you, you guys are so busy doing other stuff and just weren't sure uh where that fit in with with everything but i'm happy that the demo's out and you guys are starting to do more yeah um it's obviously like it's a band that kind of depends on everyone's schedule and we had recorded that in february and we're just waiting on masters for a little bit and then as soon as we got them back we we're like cool let's figure it out um cesar sent it to a couple people in connecticut um and that's how we sort of got the gorilla press link up um and yeah it was like let's just let's just get this out um you know we just want that band to exist and we're probably never gonna be as active as we could be um if we really you know sat down and dedicated time to it but um as long as we play a few shows here and there i'm happy yeah and sometimes i, I think that that makes the band more special i i, yeah. I, I remember uh there was a time when uh, first blood used to be part-time right because carl mm -hmm. used to play in um uh, terror sworn vengeance um and it just wasn't uh, a full-time thing and it was always cool because whenever first blood was on, on anything it's like all right cool i have to get out and yeah. catch them because who knows when they're going to have time to do this again and then they went yeah. full-time which was awesome I, I i love california and everything uh, beyond that but it, it just does it, it does add to the the allure to a band that everyone knows uh, isn't full-time and there's not many opportunities to get to see them yeah for sure and like I, I i think you know most people in that band or in that circle well enough to know that we're not like mysterious people and we're not trying to like be a lore band or anything like it's literally just a scheduling thing for us but um i don't know that's a special band to all of us so we do want it to be special when we can play mm -hmm. yeah and, and hopefully with this third show coming up maybe you guys print a little extra merch i i missed out on that yeah. shirt a, a long time ago so I'm, I'm trying to at least get one piece yeah we so um i guess i can i'll i'll say it just here uh it's not like nothing's officially on the books yet but we're we're doing a weekender the weekend before that show so we'll have a couple shows leading up to that show um so there'll be plenty of merch and we'll be hitting a couple new spots which is cool for that band as well because i never thought that band would see anywhere other than connecticut or mass yeah and it's a great opportunity too for people in those new areas who may not have even heard of ultimatum or may not have even thought that they would have a chance to see you live so i feel like yeah. that's always a good time to hit new markets and just see how it goes because you never know uh, what that could do for you man until you play there yeah and i'm sure fucking nobody in the mid-atlantic has seen or heard of ultimatum but we're just like i said we're excited to play shows okay well i'm like i said i'm, I'm happy uh, to see any new news coming out of the ultimatum camp Thank you. I am too. It's it's hopefully going to be a good year for Ultimatum next year and that we play a few shows, uh, see a couple new places. And uh, we, we have an EP written. Um, Evan has like six or seven songs in the tank mm -hmm. um, that we we haven't like sat down and worked on, but we'll eventually release something new with that band um, that's a little more proper and a little more hashed out okay and shout out evan i i saw that he yeah. announced he's going overseas with life force which i thought was crazy he is um i'm kind of bummed because flint asked me to drum for life force on that tour too and i can't do it with work but 
Um, it would have been Evan and I going to Europe <laughs> together, which would have been fucked up. Yeah. And shout out Life Wars. I think they're yes. a great band. Mm. Great people too. Um, yeah, really nice people, really good band. Um, and that that style of music does well in Europe. So I'm sure those shows are going to be sick. Okay. And uh, unfortunate news, uh, Pummel is hanging it up. It and, is. And that made me sad when I first uh, heard the news. When you guys played program, I was uh, super excited to have finally caught you guys live, which it, it was interesting to me because I didn't think that it my first time I think Pummel would be, you know, right down the street from where I live. But yeah. Definitely an awesome time. And there was talk of you guys coming back and uh, doing California stuff. And then when I got the news, I was just like, damn, I, I wonder what happened from, uh, you know, that point at program to when the announcement came out. Cause I, I thought you guys were going to keep it going. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's just, everyone's got life going on. Um, I'm, just like personally speaking, I'm the only person in that band. I, I could be wrong in saying this, but I think I've got this right. I'm the only person younger than 30 in that band. Mm -hmm. So everyone's kind of just like a full ass adult with jobs and a couple people are moving and it's just kind of impossible to be as active as that band deserves to be. Um, Cause like we went from practicing once or twice a week religiously to you know, oh, like maybe we'll see each other in two months. Um, so it kind of just, you know, with scheduling and everything else going on, we were kind of like, I, I don't think this is going to last as long as maybe it should. So like, why don't, you know, let's call it and go out on top and, you know, feel good about it versus struggling to make it work over the next like year and then hating each other and, you know, not being able to send it off in the right fashion. hundred percent. You don't want to stick around too long. Cause it, it, it is sad when uh, there's a band that at one time everybody loved, but for whatever reason, they're not producing any good music or maybe they had a bad run and they're just not bringing the same type of energy and they just still continue to try to milk that cow. And then it grows from people loving the band to it just kind of being embarrassing to a point where they're still playing shows, a ton of member switches. And it's yeah. just like, sometimes there's bands where there's not even any, not any of the members are original, which gets a little strange. Uh, but I, I do respect a band that can, uh, you know, hang it up and call it quits before it becomes like a joke. Yeah. Um, and I mean that pummel has been a band for, I think six years now. Um, I've only been in it for the last year and a half ish. Um, but you know, they, they've all sort of gotten what they wanted to out of it. Um, like for all intents and purposes, Pummel was just supposed to be a local band that, you know, played good shows locally and, you know, had fun. And, you know, the fact that we got to play program that was never supposed to happen. So, um, you know, I think everybody sort of got what they wanted out of it. Um, and like, personally speaking, I got more than I could have asked for out of it. So it just feels good to, to go out now, then drag it on for as long as we can. And I have to ask, cause there was the initial announcement, Pummel's breaking up and then there was the new announcement. Okay. Well, we're, we're doing two more shows. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about uh, what led up to adding the two final, the, the actual two final shows? Yeah. Um, so we, we had gotten the America's hardcore ask um, earlier this year. 
And that was sort of already on the table before we decided to call things. Um, and then when we started having a conversation of like, yo, I think it, it feels right to just, you know, let's send it off. Um, it kind of just lined up perfectly with America's Hardcore being the last show we had on the books for the rest of the year. Um, and we were like, you know, perfect. Let's, let's send it off in America's Hardcore. Like, you know, it's the Boston Fest. Um, it's a fest we've all been going to for years. Um, so the fact that we get to play it, you know, it just, it felt sort of like an all encompassing, like end to the chapter. Um, and then, I don't know, we played Act Like You Know, um, and then we got home and we were just like, it. we love fests, like, I don't know, fests are cool, it's a weekend of hardcore, but it it didn't feel right going out at a fest. Um, it just kind of wasn't the vibe we wanted um, for a last show. Uh, we really wanted to do, you know, a proper last show on our terms and have, you know, friends, bands play, and, you know, it, it didn't feel right going out at noon on a Saturday as grateful as we were to even be playing the fest. Um, you know, the more we sat on it, the more we wanted to make sure it was the proper environment to send Pummel off. So, um, we were like, all right, cool. We'll do one more show. And then just in conversations with people, we, um, brother had to drop that fiddlehead show, um, in Providence and Nolan, the singer of peace test who organized that benefit show was just like, well, I was going to ask Pummel, but like y'all are breaking up and we were like, we'll fucking play it. Like it's, you know, now we have this one more show on the books, like we're down. So um, we hopped on that one and then that just kind of worked into us announcing the last two shows. And what was that uh, Fiddlehead show like? Because obviously with the looming breakup, uh, you know that you have this one in December, January off, and then you ended in February what was it like to hit that stage and uh, you know see that you know almost final reaction yeah um it was it was really cool it was a great show um it was pummel's last time playing providence which is very much it's a second home to pummel um it's a place that i personally call home so it was a cool place to you know have the second to last show um and it was a sold out like i think 300 ish people um in this spot that doesn't have shows um they've had a couple like outdoor punk shows but it's this brewery in providence that um they had it inside on the floor and i don't know the vibes were really really good um it we got a good reaction my mom came to her first show ever which was cool um to sort of see pummel um before we break up so it was cool to have her in the room and see what i've been doing for the past like 10 years with you know um, her own eyes um, yeah I don't know the vibes felt good and um, it it still feels right to call things but I'm glad that you know we're still getting reactions and I don't know it pummel was an important band for me before I was in the band so to see uh, new faces up front singing and you know it's still reaching kids to some degree it feels good that's awesome and last shows in february but on the flyer there's no exact date no exact location yep. uh, is that going to be like a surprise or are you guys still trying to lock things down um as of like 30 minutes ago i think we've we've locked it in the venue mm -hmm. um and 
uh i don't i don't want to like announce anything without consulting the tribe on that one but that's fine uh, i i can respect that especially since it's the last show so yeah um but it's it's in february um it's obviously going to be in massachusetts so uh spoiler there um and I don't know. I, I guess what I can say is if you know Pummel, like you can probably guess the lineup of bands we want on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty much everybody's confirmed for it, but um, it's it's just a homies only gig. We just want it to be a celebration of what the band was and, you know, play with bands that we love playing with. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy you're able to go out on, on your own terms, right? Not, yeah. not have any regrets. Cause once you, break up I, I obviously so many bands get back together uh, but not a lot of bands can go out on their own terms and the way that they want because sometimes bands don't even know that the last that they played was their final set because uh, personal stuff gets in the way life gets in the way so for you guys to be able to plan it out the way you want and you know build the lineup get the venue you want i i, I think it's a really awesome thing thank you yeah that's that's how we feel and you know that's sort of where the decision came where there was lots of friends on that America's Hardcore matinee show, but it was like we, you know, we want to do this our way and make it make it our last show instead of, you know, our last show at America's Hardcore. And um, like I said, as grateful as we were to be playing that, I'm I'm really happy that we're doing it this way. Okay. And the post about the two final shows that you mentioned spending the whole band fun at Veggie Galaxy. I've never heard of that place. Can you tell me about Veggie Galaxy and why that's the spot to blow the band fund? <laughs> so it's not. Um, that was kind of like said in jest. Um, it's this, uh, I think it's vegetarian, um, maybe vegan diner, like on the same block as the Middle East in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um and I was a Veggie Galaxy apologist for a while. Um, it's just like the spot you go to because it's easy, um, but it's kind of overpriced. And honestly, the food is so it's like it's all diner food, but it's like gross diner food. It's like mac and cheese hamburgers and like like it's crazy shit. And it it gives you the worst stomach ache mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so it. I don't know. People always flock to it either before or after a show, especially America's hardcore weekend. You like can't get in there for a table. Um, so, uh, me saying like, we're going to blow the van fun at veggie galaxy. It's like, I don't think any of us had veggie galaxy at all that weekend just because it's not, not the vibe. Mm -hmm. Damn. Well, I've never heard of it until that post. So, uh, one day uh, maybe I, I can check it out if I'm in town. It's worth checking out. It's a good, like, if, if you need, like, a post-show, just, like, shitty meal, and you have nothing to do the next day, it's great. Um, but eating it before a show is, like, you can't mosh, or else you're going to throw up. Okay. That's that's good news, because I don't want to... Yeah. <laughs> I never want to be in that situation. Throwing up is something that I hate so much. I, I don't know anybody yeah. that enjoys it, but just the thought of having to throw up, it's dreadful. Yeah. And like picture picture like a six band bill after eating like a vegan bacon grilled cheese with like a chocolate milkshake. It's the worst. Yeah. My stomach would yeah, I would shit my pants. Yeah. It's it's not it's not good, but it, it can be good sometimes. Okay. And uh, recently you celebrated your birthday. Uh, I did. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what was that like? Uh, and w- what did you do? Because it looked like you traveled to some city. I, I couldn't really tell yeah. by the 
the cityscapes. Um, but I, I could tell by your pictures, like I don't think he's home. I, th- I think he traveled somewhere. Yeah, um, my girlfriend and I went to New York City for a night, which was awesome. Um, she surprised me and had Evan and our friend Mon drive down, and we had uh, food together. Um, her and I saw a play, um, and then kind of just hung out in the city, had like five coffees, and you know, just got food. Um, there's this uh, spot that's uh, like our favorite restaurant. It's called Hangawe. Um, it's very traditional. Like you take your shoes off, um, just like even bop and like, I don't know. Um, like it's, it's the best food I've ever had. I'm just curious uh, for the security of your shoes. Are they, is it put in like a lockbox or is it, or is it? Yeah. They, um, you walk in and they have like, like almost like a cubby, like when you're in like elementary school on the wall okay. and the host um like picks them up with like a you know like the claw things okay um they'll like put them in a thing that's like assigned to your table and then when you when you're done eating um you go back down there and they like get them for you okay that's nice because uh, yeah i i wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> just walking to some random restaurant just leaving my shoes right by the door no. <laughs> some of my yeah, accidentally no. slip on my shoes and take off yeah it's they they have it's very methodical there and they have a whole system to it but it's it's some of the best food i've ever had Okay, I I got to look it up because I'm really curious. Because when everybody yeah. uh, talks about them having the best food, I get curious because I love food and I'm always in search of uh, a better meal. Because I, I have my favorite spots, but I know that uh, there are other good places out there. I just have to do a little bit of searching and go on an adventure. Yeah. We we very much like to try new places, but it's so good that I think every time we've gone to New York City in the past like year, which isn't often, but we, I think we've made it a point to stop there and get a meal. That's awesome. And I, I'm curious about uh, you getting five coffees. I, yeah. I'm i very hesitant to get coffee anywhere other than my local coffee shop. I, yeah. I, I don't know what they put in there, but anytime I go to any other coffee shop, I get a little sad because I'm just like, I don't know what's wrong with this coffee. It doesn't taste right. Um and I don't really enjoy it. And so like, and even like I, I have friends and I, I sound like a coffee snob, but when I have friends who uh, exclusively drink like Starbucks, I'm just like, yeah, you're insane. You're disgusting. Low key. Yeah. I, so I have like, I have a Starbucks right near where I work and that that's like my daily. Um, it sucks, but it's just like, I sleep in all the time. It's easy to just mobile order and then grab it on my way in. So, um, when I get to treat myself to a nice coffee, um, I, I like just trying new shops and trying new things. Um, like I've got two coffees um, today um, just because it was, like I said, my day off and mm-hmm. I got to go downtown and grab some good coffee. And are you the type just to uh, go out to a coffee shop and get coffee or do you like to make coffee at home as well? Um, I, I'd like to say that I'm the type that likes to make it at home, but I'm so busy that I really don't get to do it often. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've got beans and we have like our little setup here, but um, it's, I don't know, it's more of a convenience thing to be able to go out and grab it. So um, in an ideal world, I'd make it at home if I could every day. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's a very privileged thing to be able to go out and grab it if I need it. But um, yeah, that's what I, I've been doing as of recently. All right. Well, next time you're in California, I, I got to take you to, to my local spot because drinking five cups on, on your trip, I'm like, all right, this guy must really like coffee. Let's, I do. Yeah. Let me introduce him to my local shop and see what he thinks.
You know, where I went this summer is uh, when I was out there for uh, Sound and Fury and then that uh, program show, uh, Stereoscope mm-hmm. in Orange County. That that place was really, really good. Okay. I, I've never been there. I, I've heard a lot about really? it. Yeah. Well, because I'm just so scared to go to other shops, but you should uh, you should go there. Trust me. It was it was good. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, because there's a ton of uh, cool looking coffee shops, and it gets a little strange too when uh, the algorithm on social media will bring me to local coffee shops. And I do weirdest thing. I got invited to a coffee shop, which I didn't didn't accept the offer. I thought it was the strangest thing. Because first of all, I'm just a dude, right? But yeah, when I and I and I'm not even a coffee expert. I just I'm like. I feel like I'm still learning, still discovering what I uh, like outside of like the basic stuff. So yeah. to get like this message to, and I drive by the, the, the shop that invited me like all the time. So I, I feel a little bad that I uh, turned down the offer, but I just didn't want to go in there and I just and make a, I feel like I would have made a fool of myself because like, like I said, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not like some coffee yeah. uh, person. I, I, I just, uh, I'm interested, but I, I don't feel like I'm the t- like I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm at the level where I could walk into a shop and uh, you know critique them or you know uh, help them in their journey. I feel like I'd probably steer them down the wrong path. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Like I'm by no means a coffee snob. I just like coffee. So like I I'll walk in and just if they have like a cool looking like mixed drink, like this was like a fancy espresso tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll grab that. But if not, I'm just, I'm a large black ice coffee guy. Like I don't ask questions or like, you know, look for anything crazy. If they have iced coffee, I'm good. Yeah. I was, uh, I haven't been there in a couple of days, but last week I was in the coffee shop and there was this couple in front of me and the dude was examining the, the bags of coffee and he started asking all these questions. And I was curious. I was like, Oh, uh, this guy obviously cares enough to want to know exactly what he's buying. So yeah, I, I, I was paying attention and I was wondering if like a lot of the stuff he was asking, like, like damn, I, was like, I didn't even know that stuff mattered. Cause I've bought bags of coffee there before zero questions asked, just thinking like, Oh, it's, it's just coffee beans. You go home, grind it and figure it out. Yeah. I know. I know like a little of that stuff. My, my girlfriend used to work in coffee, so she has like a good knowledge of things like that Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like buying beans and shit i just look at when it says like the notes and if it's like blueberry mango and like whatever i'm like oh that sounds sick and like you know i don't i don't know the difference of like where it's from or like um if it's how it's processed if it's like washed or whatever like i don't know what any of that means i just look for cool flavors yeah i uh, brought in my buddy garrett garrett uh former guest of the podcast uh he he knows okay. a lot more about coffee than i do so he used to um help me in like picking things that he would think that i would be into so i took him to, to my new spot because uh, he never even heard of that place and he, he approved it so i'm like, all right cool this guy who knows way more about coffee than me says it's this is like this place is like legit because he was like you know he was like surprised by like the type of machines they're using and some other stuff in the yeah. shop that, that they were doing and I was like okay cool this isn't just some place that i'm biased about because it's close to me and it has like one drink that i like really like but it's like an actual yeah. like, legit spot yeah cool yeah i that all of like the machines and whatnot is all foreign to me like i said i just if it tastes good i'm i'm down <laughs> yeah and one thing that i really like about this place is i was so blown away by the way that their coffee tastes and one mm. day i had tried uh 
uh, I, I ordered a sandwich from there because they, they 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 make food. They they have like a kitchen open from like like opening to like the afternoon. So it's not all day. It's just like the first half of the day. And yeah. I was blown away by the quality of the food. Everything just tasted so fresh and. I, that's awesome yeah I, I ate everything off my plate every time i order like food from there like it's always high quality stuff so i was like pretty stoked on them paying the same attention that they do to their coffee to their food yeah that's that's awesome i i like a good like i, I know i just said i'm not a snob and this is going to come off really snobby but i like a good like all around experience when it comes to a coffee shop because if you're going to go and get coffee food and like sit there you want everything to feel good Mm -hmm. um and yeah i don't know that's awesome when like everything lives up to the other aspects true i i I just watched this uh this youtube i'm always watching like random food stuff on youtube and one of the hosts uh was talking about how his new thing is uh the number one thing that he looks for is like ambiance like that's what he rates like before everything and i I never really paid attention because like for me it's like okay like the the stuff that I'm consuming, I want that to be top tier and then everything else I can kind of deal with after. Yeah. But lately when I've been going out, I'm kind of like actually analyzing the ambiance and realizing like, wow, I think this actually plays into like a big part on why I actually like being here and I have no real, I have no problem spending time in this place. It's because they, uh, you know, set the ambiance and they, they actually, uh, you know, go out of the way to, to make you feel comfortable and it to feel like nice and welcoming in there. Yeah, um, we had like a running joke on the past couple of tours, a couple of the bands I'm in have done where when we were looking up coffee spots um, in the morning, we would always go on like Google images and try to find like the most like ridiculously nice looking one and be like, all right, cool. This is the spot because like even if like, I don't know, it's like out of the way or something, it's probably going to be good coffee if like, you know, they put this much attention into how the menu looks or, you know how the counters are or whatever. Um, so we would always like pull up images first and be like, Oh, this place looks ridiculous. Like it's gotta be good. What was the best coffee you had on the road? Like what city state? Um, that's a, this is like, I know I'm breaking the, the podcast rules and going on my phone, but I, I have a picture of what it was called. I'm trying to find it. I want to say it was in Florida okay. on that scowl tour um it was called oh no it was in south carolina it was called the giddy goat the giddy goat yes um it was like incredible coffee and this is one of those finds you guys just hit up google and that's how you came across it yeah we um we had a long drive ahead of us um the next day and we're like let's go somewhere good um and they had like their own you know like the canned coffees mm-hmm. that you can buy um they had like their own brand of those so i bought a couple for the next day um they had a bunch of vegan food um bunch of non-vegan food and um yeah i don't know it was awesome i almost bought like a hat there because it was so good that's why uh, the shop that i go to you, you can't really see it but there's like three tote bags here right there's the choice to make there's the yeah. twice and then this one is uh one from the coffee shop which oh it's uh, awesome yeah just to support in just case i need a a, a tote bag that's like a newer uh, obsession so i picked yeah. one up they just put out hats and i've been wanting one but they just the colorways aren't my favorite so that's why i haven't picked one up yet but i love being able to support outside of 
just buying, uh, you know, food and drink. So to be able to, uh, you know, wear it and help them spread the word, I, I'm super down just because I love that place so much. Yeah, there's the place, my like favorite coffee spot in New York. Um, every time I go there, if there's new merch, I grab it just because I'm obsessed with that place. It's called Cafe Integral. Um, they have a drink. Uh, it's called the Olivia and it's an iced latte, but they uh, shake it with cinnamon and dates. So it's like sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's delicious. I, I get two <laughs> every time I'm there if I can, just because it's it's that good. Um, but, um, yeah, I have like a tote bag, a sweatshirt. Um, yeah, every time I go there, I just want to support them. And I, I, I'm curious about the dates. Are, are they mm. whole dates or are they chopped up? Um, I think it's whole dates and they like do like the, the shake thing with the dates in it. And then they don't actually go in the drink. Oh, it's just, oh, okay, um, so it gets the flavor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the flavor's more prevalent than you would think. It's like. It's a very sweet latte, which usually isn't my thing, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like a little treat when I'm there. Interesting. I'm curious what they do with the dates afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't know if they just like toss them. I've never watched them make it, to be honest with you. But um, other than just like shake it, I don't, I don't recall them pouring it. But I think they just throw them out. Interesting. Should mm. find some use for those dates. Some, yeah, something that, that that wouldn't be gross. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good drink, as long as it's a good drink. At the end of the day, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, and especially uh, when you're spending your money on it, it's uh, obviously you, you want it to be the best quality that it can be. Yeah, and I've gone to my local shop so much. I the, there's like one or two people that I pray don't make my drinks because whenever really? <laughs> whenever they do, it's like oh, it's not the best quality and yeah. Um, but luckily, the the amount of people that work there that can make my drinks good um, outweigh the like one or two people that honestly might not even be there anymore. I haven't seen uh, those people in a while, so hopefully they found a new place of employment. Yeah, hopefully they've learned some lessons and are they're still in the business making coffee a little bit better somewhere else. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the scowl tour, so I yeah. want to get on to Ankle Biter, which is yeah, for sure. uh, an awesome band. I uh, stoked for everything that has uh, come your way. But uh, for Ankle Biter, how have things been uh, getting out there more, getting a lot of recognition and uh, tons of different outlets? Uh, how has that been for you? And are you surprised? Uh, very surprised. Um, it's been weird, to be honest with you. Um, just because that band uh, never set out with any actual goals or, you know, we just wanted to put out a fun demo and see where it took us. Um, and it's taken us places that, you know, we never would have imagined or, you know, didn't ask for to be honest with you. And I think it's awesome that people are willing to take that chance on a new band because yeah. sometimes a lot of bands will uh, get overlooked because they're new or they don't have a lot of experience. So they get, uh, you know, uh, passed over a lot, which is totally fine. I, I, I get that model, but for a band uh, to want to take you guys out on the road so early in your career and for you guys to have that kind of reaction uh, from all over the place, I, I think it's awesome. And I, I think more, people should take some chances and I get it. Not everything's going to work out. Sometimes it'll be a dud, 
but for you for guys sure. to, to be able to get out so early and have those reactions and that support, I, I, I think it was awesome and, and a good choice for them to have uh, taken that chance on you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And all, all my love and our love to scowl for being down and, um, you know, that, that relationship was very organic and just like, a like, Hey, we fuck with you guys. You want to do this? And we were like, uh, I guess, um, sure. If you want it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was not much more than that in terms of making that tour happen. Um, and it was a great experience, great opportunity. And, you know, I love everybody in that band and in that camp a lot. Mm -hmm. And I know, uh, you guys, uh, have, experience on the road but for you guys going out as ankle biter was there anything uh, new that you learned or any troubles that you had um it was so it was rachel and logan's first time really on the road like that mm -hmm. um so and obviously as a four piece our first time really hitting the road so um we definitely like learned our dynamic as a band just in terms of like who's who's the nighttime driver and you know normal shit that you figure out in a band that we hadn't had to figure out yet um and i mean we've we've only been a band for all intents and purposes for six months so um it's stuff that we figured out a little sooner than you know we have in other bands um but yeah i don't know the the thing with ankle butter is it's just like it's friends making music and that's the ethos that we try to keep in that band so um, I don't know. It was a lot of just like fun nights of not going to bed and just being annoying. And, you know, um, there's not really a, a band dynamic with Anglebiter other than us just being really good friends as a four piece unit. So um, it's a lot of just like screaming and being stupid. And I, I think that is a really important thing to be able to do something like a band with your friends, right? Because uh, it, it's cool to be able to do, do stuff with the other people that you meet in the scene or acquaintances or whatever. But I, I feel like just having that special bond of uh, friendship and to be able to create music together and uh, be able to travel together, I, I feel like that just makes the whole experience that much more special. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, we, we all piss each other off. We all get on each other's nerves at some point to some degree. But um, the special thing about Ankle Biter is that like, there's there's still to this day no aspirations to be like you know the next big thing like we're just trying to make music and do bits and be funny and be ourselves more than anything so um holding true to that on you know a platform like touring with scowl um was really fun and you know um I don't know. It just, it felt good to be on the road and play shows like that, but also just be like, Hey, fuck you guys. We're going to play hardcore, you know, for sure. And to have that kind of support and do all those, uh, tours and, uh, the fest that you've done so far, does that put any pressure on the writing process for the next, uh, record? Cause I, I know I, I've talked to Evan privately about, uh, you know, his thoughts on this stuff, but I'm just curious, uh, for you, do you feel any pressure or is it just business as usual when it comes to that aspect of the band? Um, there's not necessarily any pressure when it comes to the next release. Um, which I mean, we've, we've been pretty public about it. We're recording this upcoming weekend, actually. Um, we've just been a lot more thoughtful in writing it because when Evan wrote the demo, he literally wrote it in like a day um and just sort of like handed it to everybody and was like hey here's a band we could do let's do it um and i think with this new ep we're doing we 
really took our time and, you know, pieced songs together. And instead of just being like, Hey, that sounds good. It was like, you know, we sent voice memos back and forth of riff ideas and changed parts around. And we've changed like the, the track listing on the EP like four times, just because we're trying to get the flow of things. Right. And yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily pressure that we're feeling. We're just trying to, you know, we weren't res- uh, expecting any eyes to be on us. And now that there are some eyes on us, we want to sort of prove that as much as we're just being funny and having fun, like, Hey, no, like we, we can do this. Like, you know, we're, we're competent musicians and we want to write the best ankle butter release we can write to date. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it and thank I'm, you. I'm happy to hear that. Cause uh, yeah, just having, uh, it's, it's nice not to have that pressure, right? Just to kind of focus on y- yourselves and want to create something, uh, you know, to the best of your abilities. And I, I respect all of you in the band. So I'm definitely looking thank forward you. to hearing what all of you put out next. Yeah. Um, I'll put it to you this way. Like we've been working on it since before the demo came out and <laughs> the first time we're sitting down to play the songs together before we record is tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah. So like <laughs> as, as much as we're like being thoughtful and, you know, taking a little more serious, like it, it's still ankle biter. Like we don't, we don't give a shit. We're just trying to do hardcore. For sure. That's awesome to hear. And I hope it goes well. Uh, Thank you. And the tour with Scal, obviously Scal is, is amazing. I'm a huge fan of Scal. Uh, love mm. what they're doing like honestly like one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now uh, yeah it's crazy but for Inkelbire to be on the tour what was that experience like for you to play in front of those crowds um it was really cool um we obviously um were a band with the demo out um so we we really had to go into it being like okay we've got to throw a cover in there like we've got to you know use our time wisely and you know, we we very much went into it with the opening band um, sort of mindset of like we're setting the tone for the night. Like we've got to, you know, not put on a show, but you know, we've got to give people their money's worth. And um, we we did a rival mob cover, which went off really well every night. And sort of, you know, our thinking on that was if there's kids in the room who have never heard hardcore, like what perfect band to sort of set the mood then rival mob and sort of show them like hey this is what's up um and then if you're in the room and you know hardcore hopefully you're going off to a rival mob song so um it got people moving every night and um yeah i don't know the reactions were really cool um scowl brings sort of um not a diverse group of people to shows but it's you know people from all walks of life they've done a lot of touring themselves so um you sort of saw people who may have seen them open for limp biscuit you saw people who maybe saw them on youtube like you maybe saw kids who saw them at fya last year like there was a lot of different people there it wasn't just like your meat and potatoes hardcore kids which is cool um so you know i, I feel like people were very open-minded um and were sort of down for whatever that were in the crowd um and all of all the bands that played were for the most part like faster leaning um hardcore so um 
don't know. It was stuff that you really didn't have to like know how to mosh to, to move around to. Um, so if it was a kid's like first time being in a pit, um, you didn't have to be spin kicking, you know, you could kind of just like slam into your friends and have a good time. So vibes were good every show. That's awesome to hear. And I, I'm happy yeah. to hear. Uh, I, I feel like that is a good move to open up with a rival mob cover, right? Cause a, a lot of people love rival mob and yeah. uh, w- would go insane for them. So to, to open that up and to uh, have, uh, like you mentioned, the people who know the songs go wild and have the people who may not be familiar, you know, get in tune and see like, wow, these people are going insane. I need to figure out what this is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That was the goal. Um, you know, we, we tried to be very cognitive of the fact that we were in a space where as much as there were kids who've been going to shows for years, there's probably a lot of new kids here. And it was like, all right, like, how many times can we, you know, if a kid comes to merch, be like, yo, go listen to this band or, you know, we, I don't know, as much as we were there to like be ankle biter and, you know, do our thing. Like we just wanted to make use of the space. And if there was new kids there, like get people's names, be like, yo, like we'll be back at some point. Come see us here whenever, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and it's awesome and, and a good thing, too, to be able to talk to the people after your set, right? Mm. It's it, it, it's fun uh, to, to go up, play your set, sell the merch or whatever. But it's also, uh, I, I think, a good thing, too, to just have that communication because uh, I'm always surprised at how many people just leave after a show. And I get it. Maybe yeah. they, they got to work in the morning. Or maybe they just are, you know, tired, or whatever. But um, I always try to at least say what's up or something to, especially the touring bands, just to make them feel welcome and want, and hopefully yeah. want, make them want to come back. And I mean, straight up, like that was me for like years. Like I, I very much when I was younger would either get dropped off at shows or go to shows and just like do my thing and leave just because um i don't know i hardcore was always like a it's my little thing um and i didn't have a lot of friends in hardcore and it kind of never clicked with my outside of hardcore friend group so it was always just like i'd go i'd mosh and be like all right i did it <laughs> like I'm, I'm going home um so like a couple years before the pandemic and then post pandemic i've really made it a point to you know recognize how grateful i am for hardcore and you know meet people and build those relationships and um with angle biter hitting those new places and seeing a lot of new faces you know we really made it a point to be like yo this this shit is sick like make sure you're keeping in tune locally and you know putting on for your own bands yeah i, I always try to uh you know ex- express it to people when they're at the shows like i was like trying to let people know like hey get home safe uh, start a band do something you you can be here too uh yeah because I, and I, I totally get how a lot of people who m- may be newer uh, may not realize how attainable a lot of the stuff is. And it might look so like far out of reach, but I always try to let everybody know, like, hey, like we're just people too. Uh, you can do this. Just put, put in some work and y- you could get here if, if you want to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I think especially at shows like that, it was like a lot of kids who who kind of went in and just speaking in general, hardcore post pandemic, I think it's a lot of kids who see this on the internet and you know think it's unattainable but like yo no just my bands personally like nobody's a professional musician or any like i don't know we're just people and you know if you want to do this anyone can do it so um yeah it was it was really cool to sort of 
reach those new places, reach those new faces and, you know, hopefully make an impact in one way or another. Yeah. I uh, wanted to, uh, technically I, I, I went to three shows over the weekend, but I, I went to a hardcore show out here. Um, my friends, uh, their local band called major pain. They played yep. with gorilla biscuits and yeah, that show looked fucked uh, dude. Crazy. But, but it, it, it's insane. Cause like, like, I don't know where all of these people came from. There's like, like not, I'm not even kidding. Like 90% of the people I did not even recognize, but yeah. So uh, they, they had two stages. They had the actual like main stage for the amphitheater. And then they used their, their like side venue called the, the locker room, which is like a perfect venue for a hardcore show. Mm. And I remember walking in, uh, there was literally, just, it was just me, uh, Eric from take it to heart, Eric Larson. Yep. Uh, and then slowly trickled in the rest of the members of major pain. And they were, um, pretty like the, the staff was pretty adamant, like, yo, like you got to start at six and every you know second that you waste, like we got to take it from your set time. Cause like, this is a uh, you new know, tightly run show. There's a lot of bands. So like, we can't get behind schedule and we're like, we're probably like two, three minutes out looking around. There's not a single soul <laughs> in that room. It was like me, the, um, I, and. I apologize to the other guitar player. He, he was a fill-in. It was like uh, his girlfriend and, and me and the and, and major pain and the sound guy. And I'm just looking at him like, what the hell? Where the hell is everybody? And then seriously, maybe like 30 seconds before their set started, the, the room filled up and kids were singing along and moshing. And I literally did not recognize like 95% of the people in there, which was awesome. That's sick. Which is awesome because uh, after the fact, um, friends in the band were asking me how the set went because they couldn't see shit because of the, the way the lights were set up. Yeah. And I was expressing to them like, dude, like I don't I didn't even know more than half that room in there. Like I knew probably like five people, which was a trip. But also it, it was so cool to see them get so much love from a bunch of people that I didn't even recognize in like our you know backyard because we're here. The, the show happened in Orange County, like in, in Garden Grove. Yeah. So uh, I, I was just really happy to see. Uh, new kids uh, come out and actually know the words to a, a, a local band, which gives me hope for the future. Cause I, I obviously I'm friends with major pain. I like their music, but to know that it's um, getting out there and kids that they don't even know are showing up and singing along. It, it just is an awesome thing. And it just shows that, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a bright future, right? This shit's going to keep going for at least a little longer. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to hear that happening for a band like major pain, that's, sick because uh shout out kenny shout out coops those are nice great people and um I, I i know just from like conversations with you and um obviously conversations with friends that i have in orange county like the scene has been come and go for a while so you know maybe major pain is that band and they'll get new kids in and you know the next time they play program it'll be all of those kids up front speaking of program i was there last night for anxious yeah, and it looked insane. And and that's another thing. Every time, every time anxious comes through, they are obviously are better, right? They they just continue to to, to get better, but also yeah. their reaction gets better and better every time. Like like I, I saw them a couple months ago, and they played in Orange County the same night as Neck Deep, Dare, One Step Closer, but their set that night was still insane because they they have like this whole crazy fandom of their own that isn't just from hardcore anymore just because yeah. the, the the types of tours that they're doing so they're getting kids from all from all over the place and it definitely showed last night because once again in program place that i'm at all the time 
once again, I, I didn't even know like 95% of the kids. I'm like, where did all these people come from? But yeah, people went insane for uh, anxious diving off of everything. Shit was shaking because people, people were bumping into everything. It was insane. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, Tommy and I were talking a couple hours before that show. And, um, the last thing he said to me was like, <laughs> I hope it's going to be sick. And I was, I wanted to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, it's going to be sick. Like it's sick every time. And then the other thing, uh, on that point is, um, a couple weeks ago was the, uh, the record release for little greenhouse in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's anxious as a band I've, I've been seeing since those dudes were like, 17 um and like i've seen them play to like 20 people and they're one it was sold out and two it, it was a lot of people that i've just i've never seen at a connecticut show before um and you know i've been going to connecticut shows for years and they they very much do have this new fan base now where it's it's a lot of pop punk kids a lot of people who just like music and aren't really into subculture to any degree um, and that's that's awesome because I don't know that that band has really sat down and dedicated, you know, time and attention to honing their craft. And, you know, uh, they're really trying to do the thing. And I, I think it's finally paying off. And, you know, th- we're seeing that in real time. 100 percent, because for, for me living out here in California, um, like our first exposure to anxious was them on the have heart, uh, you know, pre-show before sound period. They, they played the, yeah. the, 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 the Thursday, excuse me. And I was already tuned in cause I, uh, was friends with them and, uh, knew just through the internet. Um, and I, I remember not a lot of people being tapped in cause a lot of questions were who's anxious. Why are they on this bill with have heart? Uh, whatever. Yeah. But if you go from that just a couple of years ago to where they're at, like from last night when they played program, it's insane. And I'm, I'm definitely so happy for them because uh, all good people, I'm friends with all of them. I, I respect all of them and for them to be able to be so busy, hit the road and work so hard and to, uh, you know, see th- that work pay off every time they come back, things just are getting bigger and better every time. I'm just so happy for them. Yeah. Likewise. I just, I want that band to continue to grow and blow up and, you know, I, I know next year they're just going to continue to blow up and it'll be interesting to see a couple years out from now where they're at. Yeah. Hopefully doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but get, getting back to, uh, ankle biter, yeah. uh, you mentioned act like, you know, I, I was curious yes. uh, what that experience was like for you because seen a bunch of videos. I, I, I know a lot of people who are there, but from your perspective, I'm just curious what that weekend was like. Yeah. Um, awesome weekend um awesome week um we did a run of shows out to act like you know with uh broken vow and um slug from ohio um and those were all some of the best shows i played this year um we played a laundromat in columbus which was just like the wildest show ever. <laughs> how did that even work who, who facilitates that so it's it's this weird it's so it's a it's a laundromat with just like a room next to it and then a bar attached to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the weirdest little setup. Um, but they've been doing shows there for a minute now. Um, and uh, shout out uh, this dude, Ilya. He plays in this band and love um, from Ohio, really good band. Um, he was sort of running things there um, and super smooth show. Um, lots of kids showed out. Um, and then there was just like, by the end of the night, um, I don't know if you saw 
pictures, but there was just like massive holes in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was, it was really cool. And then next show we played was, uh, in, uh, Springfield, Illinois, which I want to like send all of my love to, um, the people out there have a really, really cool scene, um, all sort of centered around this place called dumb records, um, which is like a record store venue. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the people in prevention are sort of facilitating all of that right now. Um, which, uh, I hope that band sort of grows over the next year, really good band. Um, and that show was again, just like one of the best vibes. Um, lots of younger people showing out and moshing to everything. Um, and then we played Missouri, um, which was great. Um, great venue, great town. Um, lots of good vegan food which was cool um another good vibe show and then we got to tulsa and we're kind of like okay cool like we showed up to the vfw and we were like i don't know how this is going to be the room's kind of big uh lots of people we don't know other than like our friend group here um and straight up it was it was one of the best fests i've ever been to (laughs) um just like vibes were incredible um people were in the room for every band and um i don't think there was one band who got like a bad reaction or people didn't mosh to um it was funny tyler short and i were like going back and forth on who was moshing to more bands um just because i don't know we both like moshing and um i i think respectively we each only missed moshing to like 10 bands the entire weekend um but yeah uh fest was great um i was filling in for broken bow on that run and then at the fest um so friday night broken bow played um and really good set um we like last minute decided to open with the intro to their demo which i think they've only played like twice live so that was fun um and then saturday um none of my bands played but we were there all day um got secret iron which i love Gridiron; it's one of my favorite bands um Got to see Snuffed on Sight, which was sick. Um, it's like not really my shit, but um, I'm very picky with like the death and grind stuff that I like. Um, and that set was fucked up. It's really cool. Um, and then Sunday, both Anglebiter and Pummel played. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, to date, the best Anglebiter set. Um, it was just like chaos and um, we made stupid jerseys that we had people moshing in. So it was cool to just look out and see a sea of white jerseys that say 420 on it. Um, and Constraint played after us. Um, so immediately broke down my gear, moshed a Constraint, and then Pummel played after Constraint. So set back up and played again. Crazy. And I, I want to yeah. ask you about those uh, jerseys because I yeah. hit up a bunch of people that I knew. I was like, get me a jersey. And they're like, we can't. It's sold <laughs> out. Uh, whose idea was that? And it, uh, did you even have any idea that people were going to be that stoked on them? Uh, so it was, it was my idea. Um, and no, we had no idea. If anything, I thought people were going to be like, this is fucking stupid. Like, fuck you guys for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just ties back into like the the ethos of ankle biter being you know a fun like not bit band but we like jokes and you know having fun and um the the thing with that band is where we really try to like keep it centered around like 
mid 2000s Boston, like locking out energy where, you know, the bands we look up to are like razzle dazzle and mental. Um, and we just want to have fun. So um, we were going to do a Jersey just because um, we thought it would be funny looking at ankle butter. Like none of us are athletes and like, it, it would be just be funny to have football jerseys. And then, um, you know, we were kind of like, how are we going to take it a step further? Um, and Pain of Truth did the 69 jerseys. So that number was out of question. And um, yeah, I was like, what if we did 420 and then put straight edge on it and just see if people buy it? Um, and people seemed to <laughs> buy it, which was wild. And there was a cardboard sign. Uh, your photo yeah. will be taken. Uh, you know, Mosh or your mugshot will be posted. Uh, yeah. Did you have to post any mugshots? Um, we posted Jacobs, uh, who plays in Strange Troy, just to fuck with them, even though he moshed. But yeah, we took pictures of everybody. And before we played, we counted how many jerseys were up front and everyone was there. So nobody got outed for not moshing. Mm -hmm. um, That's awesome. But yeah, that was just like another layer to the bit where if you you wanted to buy a jersey, you had to commit. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I'm glad it went over well because yeah, because seeing some of the snippets and the pictures of seeing or of everybody in the jersey, I was like, that's really cool. That's yeah, reminds me of um, I want to say it was like True Love at Rainfest, and they had these uh, yeah. white and red jerseys. And I was like, damn, I, I wish I would have went. I wish I would have had one of those jerseys because that that band's still sick to this day. But just even though that jersey is just sick, and I just love seeing people uh, support the band and just support their friends just so mob out and to show that that unity you know yeah it went from being like this like oh this is so stupid like wouldn't it be funny if people bought this to like this wholesome like oh people fuck with us kind of moment where you know we weren't expecting there to be any reaction to it let alone a positive one so i don't know the fact that people were down means the world mm -hmm. oh yeah well, I'm stoked for all of you. And you mentioned that was uh, probably the best ankle biter set to date. That's uh, yes, it's really cool. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing like the actual footage, right? Because Sonny hasn't released it yet, like the no. the edited version. Because I know he put out like a bunch of raw stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I I upped my Patreon to the rough cut tier to watch it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm I I kind of blacked out during that set so i didn't really have much of a recollection of it other than people being like yo you guys sound like a real band now um which you know i'll take and then watching it back like seeing people up front singing along to our songs and not just the covers was like oh people like actually listen to the demo um it was it was really cool and you know nice to see um just because you know, we, we very much try to acknowledge the fact that we're a new band. We we've only been publicly a band for six months. We only have a demo out. Like we're not shit in the grand scheme of things, but the fact that people care to that degree means everything. Yeah. And it's just, I, I feel like all, all the other stuff comes with, with time, right? Building out your discography and gaining that experience of playing more shows. Um, you guys are like yeah. are fresh uh, so th there's not much you can do on, on that end, but yeah, to, to, to have so much love and respect this early on, I, I, I definitely think it's special and I'm happy people are, are, are listening this early on and not waiting until it's like cool to like ankle biter or until 
you guys uh, are on a bigger tour or just some sort of milestone. I'm just happy that people are so in tune right now, early on with just the, the demo being out. Yeah. And like the thing with ankle butter is like, we'll, we'll be doing it regardless if people give a shit or not. Like, I don't know that band exists solely as like an outlet for us to make that style of music that we feel is lacking right now. And we all like, and want to have fun with, um, and you know, I, I don't give a shit if people think it's cool. I don't give a shit if people care, but it's nice, you know, when they do, obviously you can't deny that. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it. Okay. And, uh, knows, uh, you guys partnered up with dark medicine to put, yeah. your, to put your merch online. And I, I'm just curious how that relation came about. Cause obviously I, uh, know, uh, Matt ran, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Matt ran. And I, yeah. I love dark medicine, but they don't work with a lot of bands. So I'm just curious how that whole thing came together. Um, I don't think it's much more than uh, Nate at Good Fortune did um, our merch for the Skeletor and did our merch for the run out to act like, you know, um, and then uh, was kind of just like, yo, like, do you guys want to put any left or leftovers up through dark medicine? Like, we'll handle it for you if, you know, you don't feel like shipping it out and we were like yeah (laughs) that sounds good to us it wasn't you know much more than just a simple ask and a yes so on the way home from tulsa uh merch was dropped off um at the dark medicine headquarters and uh yeah it was kind of just like i think we texted nate like two weeks after act like you know and we're like yo like um you know when's merch going up and he was like i don't know whenever you want (laughs) Um, and literally like within an hour it was online. So yeah, there's no like big backend deal on that. It was kind of just like, Hey, we'll do this if you want. And we said, sure. Cause we like all those people. Shout out Nate, shout out good fortune. Uh, always rep them super out. hard. Yeah. And I, I love being, uh, there at the good fortune headquarters, the dark medicine headquarters. It, it's always for me, uh, more recently, just in the past couple of years, like, like anytime I'm on vacation, I'm like 90% chance I'm in Wilkes-Barre just there hanging yeah. out. <laughs> And love books there. I, I, I do. And it, it, it's strange to, to them, but I know they always get stoked. Like when I'm in town, just because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously like we're all friends, but to be able to, to, to see each other, uh, and just to hang out and create new memories, I, I, I always get stoked. Uh, and it's, it's probably weird for them because I'm just happy to be there in the warehouse where it's like, that's like their place of business and they're there day in, day out doing like actual like work, but I'm just happy to just be there just breathe the air and just to hang out and i'm always yeah. down to help out and but yeah I, I i seriously just love that place yeah that i i get it it's a special place and it's like for you especially it's across the country like you're you're on vacation so it's got to feel good yeah and it's something that, that i i think about all the time too because it, it's so weird when you think about that area and like just the music that's come out of there. But what I, I always trip out because obviously like I'm riding around with the people who created a lot of that music and what we're, we're doing mm-hmm. shit. But w- when I look at the rest of the city, I'm like, these people have no idea like what's going on here. Like what's actually like yeah. happening in like this special music scene. And they're just living their lives. And it just, it's such a trip. Cause like, like seriously, yeah. if you're just driving through, you would not believe like the type of music that have come from like that, like that place. It, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, I even like explaining to people outside of Wilkes-Barre, like talking to people about work, like when I've gone and played Wilkes-Barre, they're like, 
why like why would you do that and i'm like oh no you don't get it it's like actually a really important place for hardcore and they're like what do you like what do you mean it's not new york city or like i i don't know it it's a special place for me a lot of my favorite bands are from there um and yeah it's it's weird to explain especially dude out here in california when i tell people it's like you know co-workers or whatever will ask me like oh where where are you going for vacation and and i'll tell them wilkesbury and they're just like where is that and then i'll yeah (laughs) then i'll ask like you've heard of scranton and then yep. that's like, so I'll, I'll go Scranton. And if they haven't heard of Scranton, then I'll go to like Philly. I'm like, it's kind of near Philly. It's like two hours away. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's usually, oh, you know the place from the office. And then they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, shout out, shout out Nate. But any future plans? Uh, or do you guys have anything solid in, in the books with Ankle Biter? Because the year's obviously wrapping up in a couple weeks. But yeah. um, I, I know there's so many things already planned for next year. I'm getting hit up for stuff. I'm reaching out and I'm hearing about a lot of things, but I, I'm just curious for, from your camp. Are you guys trying to uh, be a little more busier, maybe come out to the West Coast or maybe go international? Um, Nothing like that on the books. Um, we're, we're really just like EP mode and trying to make it the best release that we can. Um, like I said, we're, we're being so mindful with this one versus, um, you know, we, with the demo, it was just like, Hey, here's the songs. Hey, we fuck with Abby Ryan as an artist. Like, let's see if she'll do it. Um, and this one sort of all facets of the release we've, you know, had conversations and really been picky with how we're putting it out. Um, so all of our focus is really just on the ep right now um we don't have any major touring um on the books yet we have a couple weekenders with like friends um that we're going to be doing um early next year um but yeah we're we're just really focused on getting the ep out and making sure everything with that is squared away and you know to the fullest extent it can be okay all right well i'm definitely looking forward to the new ep coming out soon and uh, all yeah. your future plans. Um, but last thing before we wrap up, uh, yeah. you do uh, graphic design. Well, would say you do it on the side or is it full time? I'm not really sure what your schedule is like. Uh, it's it's on the side. It's definitely not full time. Um, I, I do it when I can. And, you know, it's some some days I'm working on multiple things. Some days I've got nothing on my plate. So kind of just comes and goes. OK. And if somebody wanted to reach out and uh, get work done from you like what's the best place like where should they reach out to you at um yeah you can i had like a design instagram that i just i kind of stopped using um it's i don't know it wasn't something i was doing full-time and it didn't feel just in having a separate place to do it so uh if, if you have my instagram it's just my last name you can reach out to me there and you know usually i get back to people pretty quickly okay yeah because uh, obviously i, I want to help you know, push that because I, I know it's something you, you. you enjoy doing and I, I think yeah. you're good at it. That's why um, we're, we're working together. Something uh, that's coming out in March uh, for yes. anybody who's listening. <laughs> if you, uh, you can figure it out just by the month, but Nick and I yeah. are, are working on some really cool stuff, um, which is awesome. So I'm uh, happy and I, I hope people like more people reach out because like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of what you do. Thank you. Yeah, it's got it's like it's gotten to the point where I've had to turn down a couple of things just because with scheduling, it's um, it's hard because it's it's something I like doing and want to dedicate time to when I do do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep it to just friends and whatnot now. But 
um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always down to at least try an idea. And if it's not something for me or doesn't work out, then so be it. But yeah, it's, I, I love doing it. Okay. And, uh, I remember when I paid you, right. Cause I, I, I like to pay people for their services and uh, Thank you. we were talking about your, um, I'm not sure if it was your cash app handle or, or yeah. <laughs> um, this is before I changed it, but yes. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, young thug is, uh, uh, going through some legal stuff right now. I, I'm not sure uh, if you're paying attention to any of that. Um, I am. Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. Free thug, free YSL, get everybody out mm -hmm. of there. Um, for real. It, it, it's only a, a, one of those things right, for, for anyone who's a fan of rap, and this isn't like the first big Rico case, but for that to just come out of nowhere and to hit someone like Young Thug, Gunna, like some of the biggest rappers today. It sucks. It, 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 it It's a bummer because uh, these uh, careers and you, you got to think about how fast music moves. Um, hopefully uh, they're able to get out sooner than later. I, I, I was following some outlets and there was talk of maybe the just doing seven years, but dude, seven years, I'll be in yeah. my forties in seven years. I was just thinking about shit like that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I remember when like and got locked up when I was in middle school and shit like that. And it's obviously like not the first time we've seen a rapper go through something like this, but I don't know. It, it sucks. Um, especially when it's, you know, for selfish reason reasons and artists that you like, but you also have to consider that like, you know, these people have other people that depend on them financially. And, you know, um, it's, it's more than just a person, uh, you know, facing the legal system, it's multiple lives being affected. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to unpack, but moral of that is free thug 100% free thug free YSL but all right Nick I appreciate you taking the time to come on today but before we go is there anything else you'd like Always. to say um shout out Sunday Drive Records uh new ankle better shits on the way uh new ultimatum shit maybe at some point next year um those bands will probably be in your area at some point next year uh go to the hardcore what what's the what's the fest called in March? Hardcore Pride Weekend. Yes, Hardcore Pride Weekend. Shout out Hardcore Pride Weekend. Your case uh, and from within. Shout out that. Um, listen to Adrian and Risk. That's all I have to say. <laughs>